All right, so I've got part one on the shelf right there. Hand yeah. me, me part two. Which part two? Here you go. <clears throat> Sorry, which part two? This isn't, this is zombies oh. two. I don't, I don't want, hand me part two. I think two. he's turning. Hand me part two. Ron, I think he's turning though. What? Did you hear that? <clears throat> you hear I'm that? trying to hold yeah, it. I've been heat. Yeah. He's going to be okay. Go yeah, I'll be all right. He's fine. He's fine. Let it go. Let it go. He's just all go. red and sweaty. It's cool. Just let him get it out it could, of the way dude, so we can just yeah. it could, get it it's, over. Guys, it it's fine. Hard, it's fine. You I got these shirts with... You don't know if he's turning or if he's having a heart attack at this point. You keep addressing so. it and it's agitating me and that's going to... Yeah, let's I just, just do the thing. be the person that you're, you're supposed to be. All right, hand me part two. There. Okay, this is the right one. This is Carpenter's 2. Okay. Now, hand me part 3. Here's the 2018. Now, give me part 3. The right part, part 3. Put the part 3 in the kids section, dude. Part 3 is the best one. Yeah, that's why I was going to put it over here on the floor is like a part 0. This is like a... Nobody's going to respect us. Well, it's right here. That's but a legit story. It's going to go right here on the floor next to the shelf. Just do chronological. No. Just do You t- can't do that because they go different. Uh, which, which chronology? There's the hair. It's like oh, release yeah. date. Do release date. It's a lot of hair. You see, it? you see that hair coming? Yeah. Look at that. What do you think? Five minutes? Uh, I told you $10. It's happening. 10 minutes. 10 minutes or less. His, the small of his back is really producing. Yeah, it's already out there, shit. You know, I can move it. I can, like, manipulate it like tail. a tail. Watch like that watch tail, this. baby. Like that tail. Yeah, that's, nice. <laughs> that's nice. Look at that. Now the lady's not in here getting on that. Point at something, and I'll hit it. Okay. Hit that uh, Hit that army of the dead, dude. Oh! Shot off like a frisbee, dude. It's yeah, launched in the wall. Mm. All right, hold on. Your balls get bigger? They actually get smaller when I turn. This is how my regular oh, balls really? look, yeah. Oh, damn. That's yeah. no fun. Nice balls, dude. It's all right. The hair on the right, dick thing, that's the weird part. Anyway, all right. Which, all right, so are we on, we're on Halloween 4? Wait, do you get super horny when you turn, or is it just like kill, 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 kill? Uh, it's Well, they're like one and the same when I turn. Like, I got kicked out of my gym because they said I attacked a woman, but I was just following her into the parking lot. So I was just trying to get her digits, and they said that was attacking. So it's like, if they're going to call that the same that? thing, I'm going to call what I do. The same, I mean. Is that why that cop came here the other day? Yeah, I mean, isn't the whole Wolfman thing just a metaphor for, like, <clears throat> male puberty and wanting to fuck? Anyway, part four, Halloween part four. Yeah. Which one okay. are we on? I don't know. Just hand me one. This is taking too long. Just yeah, hand me just one. Yeah, just do the time. Yeah. Here's H2O. Dude, what's going on outside no... right now? What? Oh, shit. You guys hear that? <laughs> they got signs and shit, dude. Dude, like, there's... Like literal... Tor- there's tiki torches. Dude, are they coming for me? There's like 43 doctors out I, there. I fucking knew it. All right. Save yourselves. Yeah, is Trump running for office again? Oh, wait. Evil dies tonight? Oh fuck! Wait, didn't? Oh, I didn't think you're Jerry's... reading that backwards. It says "Live Saeed." Must be an mm-hmm. Arabic you're... name or something. 
You're turning. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, my vision's yeah, all fucked all up. Backwards. I'm seeing gray. Wait, didn't Jerry send us a text like earlier today with that saying in it? Oh, were we yeah, supposed? Jerry. Is this the? We got to lead this mob over to laundry dance. Is that what this is? I think so. Yeah. I, oh, oh, fuck. I think it's finally time. Jerry's gonna wage war, all-out war on laundry day, and this is it. He couldn't pick a worse yes. time for me. I can't go out there like I, this. It'd be dangerous. Yeah. I think if a werewolf's leading the pack, it'd be that much more intimidating. No, how many? There's too many women out there, dude. Laundry Dan would bow down if he's seen a werewolf coming at him. <sighs> I think you gotta fight first, though, right? That's only fair before, before the whole women thing. That's like a, it's think. like a Viking, dude. You can't just jump straight to the end game. I mean, watch me. <laughs> I don't think we should even be part of this. What do you think? We should just shut off the lights and let them... Yeah, it's acting like we're closed. Okay. You got a movie we can watch or something? Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah. This is a brand new one. I think we pop this in and see what happens. It's uh, David Gordon Green's Halloween Kills. everybody welcome to a special two-day rentals episode bonus episode of five-day rentals um it's a double dip a, it's a double dip this weekend yeah you get, you're gonna get two for the price of one uh we're a video store podcast where each week we take a turns picking a movie that we think meets a fun non-genre category uh this round's category is uh a two-day rental special for Halloween Kills, the sequel to the 2008 Halloween film. 18. 2018? What did I say? 2008? That's all right. There was probably a Halloween that was made in 2008, so don't tweet us. Uh, directed by David Gordon Green, and um, yeah, guys, did you guys watch this movie? No. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to tell us. <laughs> I fucked yeah, up. I was hoping to coast this week and just. <laughs> I could probably. This is probably a decent movie to try to. Uh huh. Yeah, and then he killed that one. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, is that the one where he walked down the stairs? Mm hmm. Yeah. And then the cop showed up? Mm hmm. Well, I've seen sh- enough Halloweens. I could probably <laughs> fake my way through one of them. There's no excuse not to watch this one, right? I mean, it's... Oh, dude, when the druid showed up, <laughs> finally. That's not that storyline. Yep, you fucked it up. <laughs> Damn it. I don't think Kron watched this movie. No. Yeah, we're covering Halloween Kills 2021. Um, evil dies tonight. That's the tagline, guys. Um, uh, it wasn't said enough in the film for that to be a... The actual no, it, tagline. It was. It was very much said multiple times. Was it spoken or screamed? Like, that's a. That should be a. Di- Both. Yeah. Shouted. Was chanted. it was it ever whispered? No. Okay. 
Did they ever truly come together as a group? No, they just separated off into separate groups. They did when they <laughs> thought they had him. Uh, well, speaking of that, uh, here on Five Day Rentals and Two Day Rentals episodes, we like to tell the listener here that we like to, you know, put our spoiler alerts into Taco Bell sauces. And uh, this is going to be a great big Diablo because we are going to spoil the fuck out of Halloween Kills. Um, not much. There's there's some stuff there that, well, well, actually, yeah, we are going to, we're going to go back you could probably guess <laughs> the spoilers mm-hmm. that are coming. People die. S- well, yeah, that too. But I will say you probably need to go crack the fucking Halloween encyclopedia of all the fucking characters that you've seen in the first movie because you're pretty much getting them in this movie. How are they all still alive? I don't know. But Yeah, wouldn't one of these people have had an overdose or a heart attack by now? Shit, one was t- talking about peyote and shit. I mean, how that guy's still alive? Just the fact that all these people have lived good long lives up until this point seems suspect. That's true. And they still remember this shit. No car crash? No, no Nobody nothing? Nobody moved? Yeah, didn't even what do you leave mean? town. You would absolutely remember this. If you were a, if you were a cop and your daughter was brutally murdered... You would remember I'll it. I'll give you that one. If you I'll were, give, but the kid. If you I were, know, if you were a nurse and you were brutally attacked in a car outside of an insane asylum, you would remember that. Like uh, if you water under the bridge at some point, you know, you can forgive. You don't have to forget. Water under the bridge you're laying under to hide from the guy that did that. Mm-hmm. Ah man, the kid that tripped over his candy bag and then was solemn, and then the cops saved him. It's just a dude dressed up in a mask on Halloween. Come on. That's a decent point, Bones. If anyone was going to forget, or he should just be like, no. oh, I think I saw that guy 30 years ago. No, be- yeah, like, because that night it would have come out that there was a guy in a mask who killed a bunch of teenagers. And the way people like to insert themselves into stories, he would absolutely remember that. Like, I, I saw that guy. Oh, that's a good point, Dan. Rebuttal. <laughs> Uh, terrible talent show at the bar. Okay. The worst. Uh, the fifth, the f- I would say the first 20 minutes of this movie, if I've got any real beef. It's the bar? Is is the bar and the flashback. It's not, well, I, don't, first, I wouldn't call it a retcon, but what they well, like. guys, I didn't. Go ahead. Go ahead, Corinne. The first like two minutes, there's a, there's a part where that guy who's dressed up like Bonnie, uh, the boyfriend of, I don't know her name, whatever, the... Laurie Strode's granddaughter. Right. There's a part where that guy, he's trying to call his friend from the first movie who got impaled on a fence post. Right. And it goes to voicemail, but we're actively seeing the voicemail play over the phone. That's not how phones work. Your voicemail doesn't play out loud because you didn't answer the call. That's how it should work. No, it shouldn't work that way. (laughs) It doesn't. Yeah, this is uh, Nancy with the Green County uh, Medical. That's yeah, how answering you do machines have, work. You do have that uh, STD that you came in and got tested for? <laughs> yeah, you got syphilis, so come get treated. I did want to say, guys, I did want to start off with um, that Halloween was directed in 1978 by a man named John Carpenter, 
who you're welcome. I'm pretty sure. Do we have a John Carpenter here tonight with us? No, I just imagine. I just imagine he's 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 sitting at home playing video games, listening to all these podcasts, and just saying, "You're welcome" to himself. Yeah, you're welcome. He's right. No, he's what? he's writing his name on the back <laughs> of a check, and you're welcome. No. Yeah, I was gonna say he's checking his bank account and being like, "Fucking idiots," mm-hmm. <laughs> and just smiling. Yep, sure. Do whatever the fuck you want. You're welcome. Yeah, it's great. It looks awesome. I love it. How about this? How about this? Karen. Do 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 There you go. <laughs> I will I'm, I wanted to say that I wanted to start out with with 1978's Halloween and I wanted to ask you guys what what is your favorite I don't I mean I don't even know if 78's Halloween is like one of your guys' top top things. Is it a, is it a five-star banger? Yes. Uh I don't know if I would give it five stars, but I would say that it should be in that category of films. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I did want to shout out, uh, was it Blank Check that did the the Halloween breakdown? He did the history. Yeah. Director. Did you guys listen to that one? I did. Yeah, yes. They're going through all of Carpenter's movies right now. So. Man, the Halloween one. What's his name? He directed fucking, he goes through a big history to why Halloween was such a monumental moment in Hollywood history, I guess. Right. It's pretty good though. And Check also also makes the case though that there were you know, there there is a a pretty big horror contingent. You know, Alex Ross Perry. Yes. Was his name. Yeah. His name. So shout out to them. But yeah, I just want to know if you guys loved the first Halloween and you know what you loved about it. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a classic. I think, um, I try to watch it every year sometime during October. Um, never gets old, I guess. I don't know if like what makes it good is its simplicity, right? Like there are pretty simple, uh, teenagers in a town and they start getting killed one night. Like that's the whole thing. It it yeah, it's like a master class in, um, I want to say aura, but I think maybe atmosphere might be better. Like it's so consistent throughout. Like, um, it sort of redefines that sort of feeling to me, as you know, you as just going through the day, like it the way you're allowed to absorb into that world, and then that crescendo that build up to what happens at the end of the night is fucking insane so i think it's kind of like my uh pumpkin spice latte for white bitches like when i see that i'm like oh shit it's october like gotta watch halloween yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's my favorite carpenter movie i think that that spot might be that might be the thing um, but for it being, you know, an independent flick, I mean, it's 40 years, it's, you know, and it's people younger than us are familiar with it, you know, and it's mm-hmm. so good that it spawned what, like eight different timelines, you know, with the exception of Rob, like Rob Zombie, who technically remade it, all of the other weird timelines still use the original 78 as like the jumping off point. 
Oh, yeah. And multiple other movies that just copycatted. It really is uh, a bummer, though, that 3 was such a failure that we didn't get like a Halloween anthology series. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he originally set out to do was just he wanted a whole bunch of directors to direct movies that were took place on Halloween, and that was just his, and then the other directors were supposed to come in and do other movies, not necessarily about Michael Myers. Yeah. I mean, so. I think part two kind of shot them in the foot, though. Like, the fact that they had continued the Halloween storyline into part two and made the jump to part three harder. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that discussion though, when you go, wow, this cost us nothing, but this character is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like you've, you've delivered such a good product. People want to stay in Haddonfield and you, you, you end on that fucking cliffhanger. You know, it's hard for people to say like, well, no, let's just leave that as it is. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure if they would have made another ten movies that were in some sort of anthology, you know, five of them would be good. Like, I think you'd have the same hit rate that you do now with like the Michael Myers sagas. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about Jamie Lee Curtis in these series as well, like, has any other actor or actress? done that where they've revisited a role so many times you know in three different timelines I mean we got Harrison Ford just kind of getting paychecks from all his old stuff but he hasn't been in I guess Indiana Jones I guess that's a full on movie the the closest thing I could think of would be like Judy Dench right she plays she comes in as M in Goldeneye and is M through the Pierce Brosnan movies. Then we are supposed to believe that Casino Royale is a reboot, right? It's a younger Bond, but we still carry over Judy Dench's M. We'll get it with Michael Keaton coming up. You know, he, we're revealed that, you know, he's in the new Flash movie. Reprising, you know, his Bruce Wayne and these timeline things. Now the MCU is going to be fucking up timelines and universes, but... I mean, this Jamie Lee Curtis has got to take like three cracks at Laurie Strode, mm-hmm. you know, at three major different parts, like in her career. It's a fallback. Yeah, she she always knows there's dudes out there that are cranking out Halloween shit. Which brings me to my next thought. Um, David Gordon Green directed this film along with the 2018 one as well. Which uh, you did? You guys enjoy the 2018 version? I thought it was pretty decent. I I came out on the on the side of liking that one. I I like it very much. I th- I thought it did a good job of staying true to certain things with the original, but also sort of keeping it up to date and amping it up a little. Yeah. I mean, getting rid of, like, basically saying, no, they're not related. And even the way that they sort of break that canon with the kids talking. In the 2018 version, I really like. I think, um, I feel like I'm only talking about cons of uh, Halloween Kills. I think the humor in Halloween 2018 is perfect. 
the balance of of humor to horror i think they they nail i think they amp it up too much in kills and it falls flat quite a bit um but yeah i really liked it i thought it was a good tense movie um i think that scene with the kid um and his father like with the like the kids going the kid going hunting when michael you know wrecks the bus like that whole scene i think was probably the most tense like my favorite of the original uh, no, I don't like 2018's Halloween. <laughs> I didn't know that. Only Im- yeah, I'm not yeah. a fan. Not wow. a fan of, I mean, I, I don't know. It'll probably ruin ratings. I'm not a fan of either of David Gordon Green's Halloween movies because I feel like they are constantly trying to remind you of how good the original Halloween is. And halfway through both of his films, I've just thought, yeah, I should just be watching Halloween at this point, David Gordon Green. Like, th- that is a far better movie than what you've presented here. So, thank you for both reminding me how good the original is and disappointing me yet again. Guys, I needed Halloween Kills because it finally confirmed how these how this new trilogy came about. As we all know, David Gordon Green was pretty much a comedy director. He's also friends with um, Danny McBride, who's also a big comedy. Who co-wrote. Yeah, he also did co-wrote both, or all three, I guess. Um, There's a scene in Halloween Kills, and this this is my thought process. It has to do with Little John and Big John. And I think that this whole thing came about when Danny McBride and David Gordon Green sat down, watched Halloween, probably got high, and they were like, what if two gay guys did a renovation on the Michael Myers house? And I think that's the point where all this just went, and now they have three movies. Yeah. You think they figured that out before they wrote 2018? No, I th- yeah, I think that's where it started. And they were like, that's a good joke. Like, uh, then it went back and forth, and they were like, oh, shit. Like, we got uh, something here. No, you would have seen them. To me, I don't, I don't think they would, right. I don't think they would have said, like, well, let's hold back. Let's, let's that do, let's do like, a whole movie without them. They had that bit lined up. Does this mean you don't and like that bit? I thought that the little John, big John thing was one of the better yes, points of Yes. I agree. Movie, which, was one of my next points of, I know that we're all going to shit on this. I know Kron is. Um, so I wanted to start out with uh, some golden moments from Halloween Kills for you guys. And I will say, I'll go first. I say, the Little John, Big John thing I liked. And then there is a kill with the nurse, the lady dressed up as the nurse with the gun. Mm-hmm. Whenever he hits the door and it just shoots her in the face, I laughed for like five minutes from that mm-hmm. and I thought the kills were pretty good and the soundtrack's good which the soundtrack yes. is done by John Carpenter <laughs> you're welcome cashing that check baby so gentlemen can you give me some golden moments for Halloween kills uh, yeah the best characters in this film are uh the couple who 
the only things that we know about them are that they love to drink wine in their house and fly drones around. <laughs> Lenny they Clark. The abso- Dude, they were I forget the, the actor- best characters. <laughs> they big ass guy with a mask on in our house. <laughs> they did not deserve What's to die. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Yeah. All, dude, they, they're just trying to do their own thing, be be cool at home. This guy obviously woke up from a nap with mm-hmm. his sleep apnea machine on, and all he's trying to do is drink a glass of wine and fly a drone around. Mm-hmm. What does he say when your mom borrowed my mask? <laughs> smells like cigarettes. It's from when your mom borrowed my sleep apnea mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who the fuck does that? <laughs> yeah, uh... Yeah, I think that was a that was a good scene of humor up to a point. Then you have this bridge where he's like, "Holy shit, there's a guy in here." She yells like, "What do you want?" And he's like, "Who gives a shit?" You end on one last laugh, and then that's it. And then it's real tense up to that. There's a few other times where I think they they go over that too far. Like you can absolutely have that humor, but I think Halloween you got to hit this certain point and you got to move on. Um. Before that, though, do you have any other golden moments, Kron? Like, they, like, I mean, some of the kills are good. Like, like Dan was saying, uh, the lady shooting herself by getting the door kicked into her hand. Like, I thought that was a good kill. Uh, the guy who's dressed as Bonnie getting killed on the stairs. I thought that was pretty decent. Um, but no, my biggest pro is that couple that I thought was great. So. <laughs> Bones. I can think of a few. I I like that the the series injures its heroes for sure. Like before we get to the end of the movie and really sort of spoil it, I like that you know Allison gets fucked up and thrown down the stairs and breaks her leg. Um, I have some thoughts on stabbing Lori and leaving her in the hospital all movie. Um. <laughs> We'll talk about that later. Um, it's it's really just to get you to movie three, though, right? Yeah, like, and so I just can't understand why when you're writing this one, you go, all right, well, she's in the hospital the whole time, and somebody doesn't raise their hand and go, hey, you know, actually, she's in the hospital the whole time in Halloween too, right? Like, why, why wouldn't you? I just don't understand why there wasn't, when the whole, like, he's coming for me, we've got to get out of here, that... You get her the fuck out of the hospital. Like the second act, like that that tension could have been the cop trying to get her out of there. Like he knows you're gonna be here. Like let's go hide you. Let's go do something. And then there's conflict in I'm trying to protect you. And then her always saying like, no, he's coming for me. I need to go to him. Sort of like get her the fuck out of the hospital. Have Karen the one stuck in the hospital because she's trying to protect the crazy guy. But the whole time I was like, you guys, you guys watched Halloween 2, right? Like, you should know what not to do. Halloween 2 does not exist in this world, though. I understand that. That's all the more reason to say, like, it, hey, you shouldn't. I mean, you know Halloween that thing 2, you shat on? You should maybe not do that again. Halloween 2 did exist in the minds of David Gordon Green and yeah. Danny McBride <laughs> when they were making this movie, though. I, um,. One one scene I really did like, and I want to talk later about like editing and structure and pacing. I think that it's maybe the movie's biggest enemy. 
I thoroughly enjoyed the the trick or treat scene with Big and Little John, like the kids kind of fucking with them, like mm-hmm. that that scare. I really enjoyed that. I didn't necessarily like Big John's like little dance thing and getting real stoned like that. They they added like a little too much of that. I would have liked to have just seen their interaction with the kids and then their horror of Michael coming into the house. But I sort of liked their take of, yeah, we know we live in this house. Like this is sort of absurd. And the fun that they have with the kids, like, you know, it instantly makes them more likable that the kids tricked them and then they like fuck with them back. Um, I'm trying to think of at least like one more thing. Oh, the fucking inmate when he jumps off the fucking building, the the gore on his body I thought was like, well, we can talk off Mike about how real that is um, from firsthand experience. But yeah, I was like, holy fuck, somebody got this shit right. Um, (laughs) From a gore perspective, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I think uh, Big John there took one of the most gnarly kills, like with the stab right in the fucking armpit area. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, God damn, that would fucking hurt. That guy has an incredible voice. Yeah. I don't know his name off the top of my head. He's in um, El Camino, mm-hmm. if you recall. He's like the... I've seen him somewhere, too. I didn't look him up. What a great podcast we are, right? Well, we're talking Halloween kills. We can't go through every other person. Um, Michael Myers did. Yeah. Um, so Little John was Michael McDonald. I don't know if you remember him from Mad TV. Mad, yeah, Mad TV. Stewart. That's where I remember yeah. him. Yep. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Shit. Uh, he's like a big time uh, TV director. Like Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, yeah, he does like a shit ton of sitcoms. Um. We also had our boy uh, Jim Cummings up there. He was the one that got shot in the neck. Man, that that threw, as a fan of Thunder Road, that too. whole scene was yeah. was like I can't I not like, see this character. Oh shit! Yep. <laughs> oh, he kind of goes into it almost like when he's talking. But there are some direct cuts from '78 here, like the dead dog in there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Michael that, smashing the do you, window. Do you guys fall was, into the camp that Michael ate that dog? Hell yeah, dude. No, he fucking ate that dog, dude. (laughs) No, dude. My dream would be he goes in there and sees the dog, and it's just the monster dog. That would have been an awesome movie, dude. Look, I'm sorry, but that whole flashback to 78 cop scene was terrible. I hated it. I hated it. Well, there's the part where, I mean, they're obviously looking for Michael Myers at that point, right? Like, that's what these cops are doing. And that one guy just walks to the window and he's like, oh, nothing fun ever happens in Haddonfield. And then he gets attacked and it's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you are a cop looking actively for a serial killer. I, we, this is modern day and I feel like there should be some smarter. I felt like the people in the 2018 version were smarter than the people we have here. Like, why would you go upstairs with a little tiny knife, Big John? Yeah. Come on. I kept thinking of 
do you guys recall or if you've seen the episode of Community where Britta fucks up the test results, like the psych results, and she thinks that one of them in the study group is a psychotic? Psychotic. So she gets them to, like, tell scary stories so she can try to figure out which one is the craziest. And Abed, he's like, obviously these people suck because they make terrible decisions, you know? And he says, like, oh, we should probably stand back to back uh, holding knives out, like, and not saying anything. I kept thinking that the whole time. Like, Big and Little John should just, it shouldn't be, like, yeah, there might be somebody in here. Do not split up. Fucking go outside and call the cops or stand back to back with your fucking knives out. <laughs> I did like the, I, I, I thought it was lame, but I did like the, I got this knife and then he like grabbed and I got this knife. Like, okay, now just stand in the fucking kitchen. But mm-hmm. I think everybody just wants the little John, big John, like Halloween movie. I'd watch that spin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either that or the couple with the drone. I'd watch a whole movie of them. Can we... So, we've we've brought up the... Like I said earlier, it's not necessarily a retcon. It's sort of an addition to what happened that night. They're sort of trying to create this backstory for Hawkins. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes way too far. I Just put him in the hospital. Well, with her. this was my thought. is All you need is him... Saying that night, I had him in my sights. I had him in the alley, and I missed. And I well, I missed, or I was I didn't know what to do. Like I, I couldn't just like shoot an unarmed man. I didn't, you know, I didn't quite know. And that's his regret. Is like that's that's all you needed because obviously they're trying to build him up so he's with her in the third one. Um, but I, I didn't think you needed that. Like, accidentally shot his partner and and did like. Because you don't get any hint of that in the first one. Right. So. I I like that they touch on people that were in the original, but I think they just did way too much. They, they, I would. I don't need to see every single fucking character. The bummer is, is it's the worst acting of the movie as well. Yes. It's like, these were okay actors in 1978 they're really bad well, compared to these other people in 2021 was is Anthony Michael Hall a good actor can somebody tell me this because not anymore okay. well, but there's there's also no point like there's no point in this film where I saw uh like a future version of a child actor and I was like oh that's that little girl from the first you know it's like you could have just cast anyone like it mm-hmm. would not have mattered it's not like I would I would be like, yeah, I could see how that seven-year-old boy grew into this 60-year-old man. It's yeah. just like, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. But I think in totality, you don't need it. I think the if the cop is the one person that was like also there, I missed him. Maybe you have Tommy or somebody, but you don't need the nurse. You don't need the... Um, Annie's dad is like a security guard. You don't need this other... And then to set them up with that whole like weird talent show speak thing. Yeah. It could have just been them at the bar and somebody said something like, Oh, that's Tommy so and so. Like he was with Michael Myers, blah blah like yeah. you know, and the news report and Or just a conversation between the four of them, like, Oh, you seen anything crazy tonight? Mm-hmm. Or how you how you doing, you know, like 
Well, I think I would make a fucking speech. Why do they I even? Have, I would have left. Like, why do like they? Guys, even... We can we could definitely get into that bar. Sorry, Corona. Yeah. Why do they come back to Haddonfield every single year to like commemorate the time they all almost got killed <laughs> together? Like, I would move out of that town next day and be yeah. done with it for the rest of my life. Now, well, we know one thing: Michael Myers gets the fucking job done. Because if he even saw you that night, <laughs> he's like, you're fucking dead, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, personally, one of the things I liked about 2018 was that it, it it referred back to the original enough, but it, it kept going. It didn't try to fill in all these weird gaps. Like It didn't try to sit there. Yeah, I told Sam, I was like, it's... It, it works the best when it's when Michael Myers is just moving through shit. So when he's moving through that the drunk the winos and the drone, like that's really effective. When he like the big John thing, big and little John, that's good history. Like, hey, this is the Myers house, this shit happened here, blah blah blah. It goes on. And you just move through it. Like you build that way. To do the first twenty minutes as a sort of throwback weird explanation and then fucking Loomis shows up mm-hmm. like I did not know that at all now I will say this it looked good yeah. and I read today that it wasn't all CG that it was mostly makeup on somebody so it's That's like all sweet. it's practical but like, and then you're it's weird it's like it looks good but do I need it and I tell you what you don't need you don't need the nurse going this is for Dr. Loomis like yeah, it's a little strange as well. So, is there a decent movie in all of this? Yes, I think there's no, a very good movie in this. So I think well. there's a very good movie in this. No, all right, gentlemen, we have uh, we have eight narrative elements of film. Can Dan? Let's just acknowledge yeah. how grateful we should be that we got a, a human body shield in Kron on this episode. So, this is. The whole time I was watching Halloween Kills, I'm like, Kron is going to hate every minute of this. I mean, here's, I honestly think this is my biggest problem with this film, right? When I watched the original Halloween, I at no point during any viewing I've ever had of it have I ever thought, oh, I wonder how this is affecting all the other people in Haddonfield. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like... The best parts of Halloween are you have a very simple setup and then you just have killing for the last 45 minutes of it. Like you see these teenagers go throughout their day, you get to the night and then everything happens. And with this one, it's like, oh man, like how would this affect all these people? Would they become a mob justice? It's like, I don't give a shit. I never gave a shit. Like none of that needs to happen. Cron Howard, you just hate Illinois. I hate... Went to war with the Chicago Sun-Times. Like, you don't care about Haddonfield, Illinois. I think I hate David Gordon Green's interpretations of Halloween, is what I think I hate. Let me ask you a question. Mm. If you had to watch the two David Gordon Green Halloweens, or the two Rob Zombie Halloweens, which one would you pick? Well, I think it's a little unfair, right? Like, I've seen both the Gordon Greens. I've only seen... Rob Zombie's Halloween one. I've never watched part two, which yeah, I should have did that as sequels. Which some people like, right? Like I've heard that's the better one some people, of the yeah, zombie films to watch. There's a lot of people that really like that one. 
So I would have to watch it again. I haven't. I would at least have to watch. I mean, I guess if I have to say Zombies One versus David Gordon Green's One, I would still pick David Gordon Green. <laughs> but I don't like either experience. So, man, I really wanted to chalk up a victory for Rob Zombie there. Hey, I might watch part two, and it, it could easily sway. You know, <laughs> my opinion. He's it wouldn't wi- take much work. He's a wild to sway card. my opinion. Yeah, when I watched it, I was like, I can't wait to hear what Karan has to say about this. <laughs> what else you got, Dave? I was going to go into the eight narrative uh, elements of a film because, yeah, this there's just some stuff in here that I really don't think we're need, are we need uh there are a few moments usually there's one moment in a movie kind of like this where the car pulls up on the side of the road as you're walking and you're like are you in or are you out you getting in for the ride or are you staying here to walk and i think this movie had a few of those moments like all right uh if you're not on yet maybe this moment will bring you on i don't know did anybody else get that feeling like, were you guys there for the ride? Like, all right, we're doing this. Or were you like, okay, come on. I I wasn't there for any part of this movie, so <laughs> no. Karn's like, I didn't even leave my house. Yeah. Uh, I was very much there for the ride. Like, I was excited to, to see this. I was excited to go back to a theater and watch a horror movie. I will go into what turned out to be one of the worst theater experiences of my life later on. That was one of my questions. Um, but I was absolutely in from the word go. Like I loved the idea of like, how do you pick up from them locking him in a basement and setting the shit on fire? Um, the trailer moment of them, like in the back of that pickup and yelling, like let him burn when it didn't open on that. I was like, Oh, oh wait, whoa, 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 what'd you guys do? Like, you you immediately screwed this up. To me, the movie overall feels like an episode of a TV show. I have heard some people say, like, oh, this is like the Empire Strikes Back of this trilogy. You know, it's good, and it, but it's setting everything up for the fifth one. I still feel like, but it's, it's incomplete. There's not, there needs to be specific arc, you know, in this movie. You can still set up stuff, but... I don't know. Lori's still being in the hospital the entire time. I feel like you barely, you get Karen towards like the last half. She's sort of protecting this mental patient, but you're not really with our character. I don't feel like you're with our characters ever. You're with so many side people. Her Mm -hmm. daughter has ran off with her boyfriend and these other dudes that are trying to find Michael Myers and she's worried about this mental patient, like in the like, go after your daughter, lady. Yeah, but if well, and if you chart it out though, like that's all they do the whole movie It's like they go to the hospital. Allison gets with her boyfriend. They go to the house. Like it's only two or three moves. There's not. I don't know. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, with the mental patient thing, her entire strategy is there is a mob coming to kill you. And I'm going to lock you in a glass hallway. 
That is the worst strategy ever. <laughs> put them in a room. Put them anywhere. Out of all the rooms in that place. Yeah. How uh, many, ro- so, how many but, rooms are yeah. in any hospital? But that's not so to talk- say that I don't dislike that portion of it. I'm still on the fence about how I feel about what would happen to the, the communities. Like, what would the effect of this have on the community? I do think that there's a story to tell with that, that you could do correctly. And then when all the mob stuff was going on, like whenever they would yell, evil dies tonight, I was like, this is so fucking lame. But then I became conflicted. I was like, is it supposed to be lame, though? Because these people do exist. The shit exists right now at like school board arguments. And, you know, like there really are people out there like this that would use this as an excuse to fucking murder somebody. So I don't dislike you splitting up your three characters to go a certain way. And she was already kind of the moral center in the last one. So her having that, I don't, I didn't dis, I didn't disagree with, but it's like you were saying, that's pretty much all she does the whole movie and then shows up at the end and, you know, we'll talk about it later. Well, I say, uh, yeah, Diablo Taco Bell sauce spoiler. We do, a 1978 flashback, right? Yeah. <clears throat> with with uh, Brack, Brackett is his name? Mm-hmm. Beckett, I think. Brackett. Uh, Brackett and how he did not k- kill Michael Myers that night. Or no, uh, Hawkins. Hawkins, there we go. How he failed to, to kill Michael Myers that night. Uh, it was his first, or he was a rookie cop, I guess. Uh, then we go into Michael gets out of the basement because the fire department comes in to save him, which that's a moment, like I said, you're either in for this or you're not, because when he walks out on all those firefighters and it's just a goddamn Mortal Kombat, like, oh, shit. We go into the stories of uh, the townspeople and how they're pretty much just tired of this whole Michael Myers shit and they're going to rise up to take them out themselves. So we got that those conflicts going back and forth. Ends up in a Lori's in the hospitals because she's got stabbed. They did surgery on her, and uh, it kind of goes from there. You got some splits over there of the mob justice, like I said, who come together as a mob justice, but then split up all into individually to get killed. Uh, and yeah, Lori. Yeah, I don't think she leaves the hospital. She tries, needs somebody, and then. I guess rips her stitches, I guess, to go back into the hospital. It seems like the worst people in the mob are people that work at the hospital. It was like doctors yeah, and yeah, shit like the, that were... Like knocking people <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah, like running shit. up and down the stairs. Dudes, I, I have never been to a hospital where you anybody can just walk by a glass window that looks into a morgue. Yeah, me neither. Like, I've never... Was, I've been to a lot of hospitals... You can't just, oh, like, just dead make a turn and, like, look. and Like, oh, that's where they keep all the dead bodies. Normally, that's... How much, how much are you exploring the hospitals here, in, though? I mean, you can't say none of them had it Cron, if you're going to go looking for it. Cron, I, I used to take dead bodies to hospitals, and it was never that easy to... Like, oh, just... It's two rights and a left. No, there was all usually right. some some hey, keys uh, some involved. Thing. So you, are you in, are you viewing the new babies that were born or the yeah. new dead bodies? So you've right got or left. you've got more experience than most, but you also haven't looked in every hospital you've been in. That's true. Sorry, 
You also I've, haven't died and come back to life. Or maybe you did, like in Dead Heat. Yeah. Dead Heat is. An it could just. We it could just be that my course. girlfriend figured out how to uh, sustain me. You how do you? Wife. How do you? How'd you feel about that reveal that he was like hiding in that gun cabinet? Because I legit was like, I wonder how they're gonna get him out of the basement. I thought that was fucking cool. I thought we were going to get some more cool, like, burnt mask. I thought the mask looked great. I thought it looked good, but I thought we just needed a little bit more. I I was fine with him coming out of the burning building and just laying waste to everybody because, you know, any horror sequel, you're going to have to make some jumps like that. But right. I think it's more like the structure and everything else that happens with this movie that is such a, a dislike for me. Right. Like I just, you just, I just mean that I, this one I didn't feel like you had to make too big of a jump, like when they revealed that he popped out of there. I was like, oh, that's cool, that's smart. Like, all right, yeah, I, be- I yeah. believe that. So, well, I guess if you're just like this guy doesn't have any issue with breathing in smoke, like in a burning building, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, he's some sort of superhuman kill machine. Like, yeah. he can just fight fifteen firefighters at once. And I mean, he get- like. I'm on board with all of that stuff. It's just like, yeah, these are the things that happen in horror movies. So, cool. That's five stars from Cron Howard, guys. Nope. I'll give my rating later. It won't be five stars. I mean, I feel like we didn't really need mob justice to come in at the end to do the all the all of that and that well how, how did the ending how did you guys like that or is there anything else you want to talk about before the, that the mob justice thing i think i don't hate it i just hate the delivery of it if that makes sense like where i think the 78 stuff they do a good job of not trying to retcon. They're just building it. My argument being, I just don't think you need it. I don't like it. Like they're sort of inversed in a way. But uh, from a I, story standpoint, the mob thing would be a good excuse for Karen not to go with Lori. If Hawkins was like trying to hide Lori, you know, and left the hospital, but Karen feels like, well, Lori's going here. My daughter already ran off. Like, somebody's got to protect this guy. That's a good excuse to maybe split them up. You know? I don't know. I, the bummer is is there's just so many red hatters and anti-maxers. Like, there's just, like, so many things going on right now that I'm like, I can't help but think that that's actually pretty truthful of, like, what would happen. Has anybody seen any info about Halloween ends? That's the next one. It's going to address the pandemic in the film. Great. <laughs> just just what I need for my Halloween films. I needed to know that there was how everyone in Haddonfield was affected. And obviously in the next Halloween, I'm going to need to know how COVID has damaged their lives. It's a good thing there's a Halloween wiki, Kron, that you can check that has every character and a quote from them tagging how they feel about what happened 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always wondered how like 
Bob the janitor felt about everything that was happening in Haddonfield and how he's going to manage to live with COVID in the school system. What about that sheriff yelling, I am the law? He failed. Yeah. That poor guy. So, um, in film, they they say that there's eight narrative elements of film. And we got a movie that, it's a jumper, guys. It goes back and forth. We got some flashbacks. We got some, we got everything. So, uh, I just kind of wanted to, to list off those and get your thoughts on if they had achieved what they had set out to do here with Halloween Kills. Um... I'm going to start first with theme. Uh, do we think that they got a passing grade for theme here? I, I guess I would have to know their intentions, but I would lean to no. This is a Halloween movie about the people of Haddonfield more than it is about Lori or Michael. Yeah. That I think that's like Bone said. I think that's a good idea. Why? But I think Why is that a good idea? Because you just need more than just him laying waste to people as he's trying to find. But isn't glory. isn't that all that happens in part one? And it, uh, didn't we all agree that that was a great film? <laughs> Die Hard is a great film, but if every Die Hard literally was he shows up on Christmas day and something bad happens, it would get agitating after a while. Right. Time like you, you got, and I get what you're saying. Like you're, you're thinking to yourself, like I didn't come here for this. I came mm-hmm. here for Lori Strode and a bunch of teenagers to get murdered. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. I would argue that you still get to see a lot of people murdered. Like you get a shit ton of people murdered in this movie. So if you have that and you say, all right, we're going to stay true to this as best we can. And to a fault, bring in as many people that are still alive from that first one and let them be this sort of bridge to the larger community. I I think that's, I think, yes, I will give them the, the point for that. I, I get what you're saying. I think it's a different argument, though, for, like, Die Hard as opposed to Halloween. Like, how many movies have been made that just directly rip off Halloween? And I would say a lot of them are better than this this movie, right? And they're basically just taking a template and saying, all right, I'm going to replace this girl with boobs with this girl with boobs, and I'll make my own version of Halloween. So it's just like the slasher genre, like you just have, it's like you have this setup, you get to the halfway mark, and then like that stuff in between is the stuff about the kids, and then you're just knocking people off in order. Yeah. Whereas I think with a, with like a big action movie, yeah, you're going to have to expand that out a little bit. You can't just repeat the exact same steps. But I guess also to that, like... I never wondered how uh, the head accountant at Nakatomi Tower was <laughs> recovering from the events the night before, you know? Maybe you will. But 
<laughs> and b- when you get to Die Hard 3, though, there's a thing of like, oh, this was that guy that was in that fucking tower, right? Like, and it, they build on it by saying, here's a guy who is an okay cop, but he's fucking unkillable, and he's got the worst fucking luck ever. And they build they build it out a little bit. I absolutely get what you're saying. You're in the terms of like Friday the 13th is what works. The template is this guy shows up, kills a bunch of kids. There's a girl at the end. They fight. You think he's dead. Mm-hmm. The next movie, they open it up and they keep going. Mm-hmm. I would argue that this Actually, you can't. It's shitty to argue this because it's had six fucking different timelines. But I feel like what you're talking about is more maybe like in that, uh, you know, Halloween four, five, six timeline where it's like more individual to he just keeps coming back, getting these people. You think he's dead, he pops up. So you like that. I'm just trying Mm -hmm. to give them credit for saying, let's go to that first one and let's just build up as realistically as we can. Well, this is why it got greenlit, Kron, because it was a totally different, like, all right, yeah, let's let's see what you can do with that instead of our regular formula. Sure. I mean, I guess, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, the biggest problem is I think that David Gordon Green probably had a good idea for part one, and I, I honestly probably think that he has a decent idea for part three, and it's, it's just because they've built this out as a trilogy, right? You've got this part in the middle where nothing can really happen, but at the same time, we need to fill an hour and 45 minutes. So. Yeah. And they and the bummer is, is what they fill it with is like the best parts of the movie. It's mm-hmm. Little John and Big John and the wino couple and... You know, like that stuff is like, oh, this is the, yep. this is the Michael Myers stuff we want to see, so... But those were characters that had nothing to do with nineteen or the the first one. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's what we enjoyed the most. So we, like, I agree with Kron. You don't need the fucking veterinarian that worked there. And yep, <laughs> right. And this is the bummer of ma- setting out making a good movie, then realizing like, oh, this is really good. Make another one. Yeah. And then going, actually, you know what? Make three. Because that's what it feels like to me. It feels like maybe they came up with one, and then they were like, actually, let's do three. And then they had to split this up. So you have to stall your three main people and fill it with the other stuff. When it should have just been, well, maybe we take care. We just do the main people, and then we segue into these other ones if we want to continue. Because the other thing too is, do they is Halloween ends going to take place two hours later after this one ends? Like, are they still going to do think, Halloween like the same day? So three movies all on the same day. She hinted at the end; it could be a year later. It could be, and I think she's got to be fully recovered from that fucking. They cut her whole goddamn chest open, shit, her stomach open. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she's fighting. And by the way. That is the worst shot to give your fucking self. Like, you were giving the shot to yourself, Lori. Like, why did you just jam it in your... Did you hear the way she's like, ah! Like, it's like, just stick it in there slowly. Like, what are you doing? She's got to like, go, dude. She's not, she's not exactly sane. <laughs> I was like, God damn. 
I'm going to be pissed. I'm actually going to be upset if the next one is a year later. Because if you set that precedent, Jeez. I would think you would go, okay, then the second one can be a year later. We can cl- put my can, money on Michael Myers then. Yeah, we can clean all this other stuff up and then cut a year versus filling the first part of the movie 40 years ago and jumping all of this. You could have you could have done all the big John Little John stuff as the middle of this movie, which takes place a year later, you know, and it just been three Halloweens in a row. But I just think it's 20 minutes for them to find each other and then it's just a fight. From there on out. There you go, uh, David Gordon Green. Even though you've probably already written and filmed this already. What's element number? Great. What's the next element? Oh, uh, let's get into visual design, guys. Did the town? I thought the town looked good. I liked the the houses with the the Halloween decorations and all that. I thought that I thought that hit the mark. The bar I thought was looked good. Even though I didn't. I, necessarily agree what goes going on in there but so visual designs did you guys like the way it looked atmospheric did it get you in the like yeah that's halloween there baby cron i'm gonna default to you going first on all these it, it looks okay like it's fine i guess i'm fine with the like visual elements i mean i think it it's too cgi heavy on a lot of the kills like I would have, I would have much rather seen some of that stuff be practical. But um, you get what you get nowadays. So I guess if you were, we're just talking about like, does it look like Carpenter's Haddonfield? I guess it does a good enough job. If I, I feel like I should probably be positive somewhere in this. So yeah, it well, looks fine. It looks a million times better than Carpenter's Haddonfield because his was just fucking California. But come on, man. No. They still had leaves on the ground. Yeah, yes, it was the only thing. It was them up and took it, them from. It was to California, place. but you also had Dean Cundy and you had film. Mm-hmm. So I, my point was going to be: I think this looks as best as you can make it, like doing it digitally and somewhat modern. The yeah. bummer is, is you're comparing the celluloid of '78, which looks fucking amazing, compared to what you know what just gets lost amongst everything now. And to your point with the CG, I did not really notice it up until uh, they go in Big John and Little John and they find they find where Michael had put him. They had, He had like staged them like in the photo, which got a laugh for some reason in the theater. I was like, why is that funny? Like, I don't, I didn't get that. It was, it was an odd rambunctious group of people. But uh, Allison goes up and then just pulls the knife out of him. And there's a CGI like blood drip that yeah. looks so bad. I was like, why was why would you even do that? Like you don't need mm-hmm. that. A, why would you pull the knife out? Like unless you wanted to use the knife, but you've got a gun. I didn't get it. But yes, I still think the movie looks pretty good. I thought the fire looked particularly good. Yeah. Some of the hand to hand combat looked a little weird. And then towards the end, the montage of like him in the middle of the gang was a little it got it was a weird like choppy visual style i would have almost i was like you know what fucking put him backlit with those headlights and let's just see the silhouette of him fucking all these people up but then there was a lot of jumps in and out which i didn't really care for 
I felt like there were so many times in this movie where just a wide shot of you could just have Michael over in the left-hand corner of the screen. Like, that would be better than having this, like, you know, uh, fucking zoom view of him from chest up and just his head. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I did feel that the 2018 did a lot better with him. Like, kind of how the security light when he kills the kid. I thought that was really good on 2018. Yeah, I didn't think they really did a good job on that one here. Kind of, you kind of see him there in the foreground or background or whatever. Yeah. But it didn't seem like they really got into that here. But uh, sound and music, great. I think the, I think the soundtrack is great. I actually listened to it the other day. Actually, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Like I said, it was done by John Carpenter. So. I mean, Carpenter's score in 78 was amazing. It's just as good here. So, Bones, you do bring up some editing. Do What do we think there? I mean, yeah, I don't... That final... Those small cuts where he, they're showing everything. Yeah, I, I, I was like, man, he looks like fucking John Wick right now. Yeah. So... It, and it doesn't... It, it didn't look great in the... When he was fighting the firefighters, but at least it was... You could track it. Like it wasn't choppy. My editing, I think, is more of just overall structure. Like, I would have liked to have seen the movie open with them in the back of the car, back of that pickup, screaming, let him burn, blah, blah, blah. They get to the hospital, you cut back to the the firefighter going in, you answer, you figure out how he came out, you know, he survived the fire, he comes out, he fucking brutally murders all of them, and then you cut. And it says Halloween kills. And then you open, you know, maybe on the surgery and you intercut that with, you know, the people at the party, all that other stuff. But then they had this, you know, you open on the kid finding the cop and going back to 1978 and all that stuff. Like you didn't need Hawkins saying like, I'm the one who's going to kill him. And like, you don't, you didn't need all of that. Like if you're if you're talking like the classic Mike Myers or Mike like Michael Myers, groovy groovy baby, baby. yeah. <laughs> like I just want him to just get up and and move again, you know. Just I think you this is the second movie, you know. This is you've done all the groundwork. Just fucking hit the ground running. I don't even think you need her speech at the end of how he's just like a force. Yeah, I think you just. They leave him there, and he just gets up and starts going. That's all you need. I was unable to hear explanation. We already know that. Yeah, I was unable to hear literally any of the final dialogue for the last five minutes of the movie because it was just like constant talking and the screaming of like "fucking kill him, fucking shoot him, motherfucker, why you running?" Like it was just. You couldn't hear shit. So when they cut to her like talking, I was like, I think she's giving some weird voiceover. And then when they cut to what happens to Karen, everybody was just like, oh, shit, you dumb white bitch. Fuck. Like it just it was just chaotic. So the guy I was watching it with, he was like, this is fucking great. And I was like, this is fucking pissing me off. <laughs> like, I was, like I get like cheering and laughing, but it just. There is a couple, a few. Rose back, where she was just like, and he was like explaining yeah. 
like everything to her. Okay, so that's like, that's Michael Myers. He's the killer in the film. He's got a mask. I just want to be like, you should have watched the first one. Mm-hmm. Fucking dumb bitch. But I mean, yeah, we're literally talking like there was just a contingent of talking the entire through the entire thing. And when did the flashlight on the phone become a thing? Of like fi- finding your it. seat. Every other person that walked by me, because there was constant like teenagers getting up and running and families running around. People brought children, and there was a child the whole time during the uh, the mob running around. There was a kid just going like, <laughs> like, like, what is this? This is this sucks. That's why I took Man. Thursday. I was like, I'm going Thursday night because. I was like, that's when like there won't the be nerds, as many people yeah. and the nerds are gonna go. And I was like, I'm not taking Friday night because that's that'd just be I, Oh shit, there's a Halloween yeah, movie. I knew better, but I had to cram it in before mm-hmm. before this record. But and then sound quality, man, like it's just I was telling you guys before No Time to Die in IMAX, that sound quality was just fucking insane. And then to go to a regular screen and have to and deal with the crowd it was just it's like it's almost worth it now for imax because people can't talk it's just so goddamn loud mm-hmm. it just blows can't people back me. yeah yeah the music's good too uh, yeah john carver did a great job look that up it's on spotify if you want to listen to it you can buy it as well on vinyl and shit uh if you're into that um we've already kind of talked about structure i don't i think we all kind of agree that could have went a few ways. Uh, we got also conflict. I mean, could have went some different ways with that as well. We kind of know what we're getting, though. It's Michael Myers versus everybody. So, and they're going to be on the shit end of that. Yeah. Well, I, I would still like, say they did a bad job with it because it should be Michael Myers versus everybody and not. Uh, <laughs> The irrationality of Haddonfield versus a sad guy who got off the mental institution bus. I can't wait till I find the movie that Kron picks that is this exact story so I can make a PowerPoint. Sure. Uh, the The bummer is, is that a lot of the conflict in this is force-fed. It's like manufactured conflict for the sake of trying to fill it out. Like, you already have this ultimate conflict of this unkillable thing coming through and then adding, like, shit, he made me kill my partner. Or, man, he made me fucking spill my Halloween candy. You know, like, that, you don't need any of that stuff. Like, you could have just had, you I know, mean, the trajectory it- you're already on, just stick to that. The, the element of there is someone coming to kill us and we physically cannot kill him, that is enough of a conflict point right there. You don't mm-hmm. need to add a bunch of other things on top of it. You've already got it. It's set in stone. Putting ass in seats. That's what all this is. Uh, at the time of this record, like it's making a shit ton of money. So, oh, They know. And said John Ky- Carpenter's a smiling man this week. Like, paycheck city, brah. Like I said, guys, that, I mean, 
that's kind of all I got. You guys got anything else on uh, Halloween Kills? Great fucking title, I'll say. I, I, I think that's badass title. Maybe one of the best things about this film. <laughs> but I mean, Bones, anything I, to add I, here? Did we, did we skip over anything? No, I think we... I tried to force force it in wherever I could, my thoughts on stuff. I just can't get it. I can't express to you how terrible the theater experience was. Experience. I, I just, I was like, oh, I didn't miss this. Because I had such good experiences with Green Knight, and Bond, even when I went to go see Rad a few days ago, everybody was just shut the fuck up. There was like so little, there were like a bunch of kids there. And I was like, damn it. And they were so well behaved. And people like they laughed at jokes and like it was great. It wasn't, but this was just, and I know it's a horror movie on a Friday night. That's one thing. But there's a certain element of just like, no, no when to interject. You know, and know when to just sit the fuck down and know when to turn your cell phone off. And yeah. Well, you should turn your cell phone off as soon as the movie starts. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. But the, I went with a friend and he was like, Do you want the aisle? And I was like, I absolutely want the aisle. Like, if you're offering it to me where I don't have to sit by somebody I don't know, yes. And then 15 minutes into the movie, the lady next to him pulled out her phone. And it was just, so it was in my peripheral the whole time. And then I even saw her like swipe down and lower her screen brightness. And I was like, oh, that's polite of you. But then, that's where it is nowadays. Yeah. And then the people in front of me, it was like a group of six people. And they just kept getting up and somebody would go get a bunch of fucking snacks. And they would come in and they would just hand the snacks over to the other people. So there's a silhouette in front of me. Of like two people passing candy and shit, and it's like, what are you doing? What do you? What do we? I thought I got excited at Green Knight. I was like, oh shit! Everybody forgot how great the movies were. Then now that we're here, everybody's like shutting the fuck up. So, about halfway in, I was like, man, I wish I was watching this on fucking Peacock at home because like at least I could follow it. But. Karan, how was your Peacock experience? It was good. I mean, uh, I texted you guys that it was only on premium. So I uh, I do want to add my one gripe with Peacock is uh, I paid for premium. It's $5 a month. Uh, but you have to pay $10 a month to get like premium plus to not get ads, which I just think if you're paying for a service, you should not have ads in the first place. So you, did you have ads in this movie? Uh, for this specific movie, there were only ads up front, like at the very beginning. And then the rest of the movie played through, you know, just as it would in a theater. Wow. Um, but I was watching another movie. I was, I was telling Bones, I've been trying to watch, uh, Prince of Darkness and that has ads probably, you know, every 20 minute mark in the film. That's a, uh, Carpenter film as well, right? It is. Yeah. Okay, Karan, doing some research there. You you brought up the uh, the ads. I was going to ask, maybe on these two-day rentals, I know sometimes I, I sort of force in like on after showers parts. I'm like, hey, any, any movies you guys are excited for? But this being the, you know, we want to be the video store podcast. To me, a big thing about renting the video was the trailers at the front of the VHS. 
like VHSs that I owned, I recall, I could tell you what almost all of the trailers were before that. I remembered the Dumb and Dumber trailer at the front of the mask. Like, so, Kron, you watched this at home at Peacock. Dan, did you get any decent trailers? Um, I thought, well, I tried to show up 10 minutes after my showtime, so I don't have to set through the 20 minutes of commercials and trailers. But I did catch uh, the Black Phone, I think it was, with yes, Ethan Yes, that Hulk. was the one I was hoping and I, we could talk about. I thought that I looked, like, I thought that I looked think, pretty decent. I think Black Phone might be a two-day contender. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Kind of something new. I was like, all right, yeah. that's kind of cool. But yeah, not bad on that one. I was like, all right. At first, I was like, well, I've seen Prisoners, so what do I need this for? And then... I was like, all right, all right, I'll check it out. And I think um, Tom Savila, or Savila, Savini, what the fuck is his name? Savini does all the masks for that that movie that he wears, I guess. Right on. So that's a good one for uh, for that, that new category we got going on. Oh, yeah. Well, but I do want to do Scream. I want to do Scream in January. You so. do? I do want to do Scream. Uh, so you're going to have to watch four if you guys haven't watched four. Skip three, watch one, two. And I've four. only seen one. Two's good. I've seen one. Four is decent. I think I've seen all but four. It's it's not bad, actually. Are those streaming anywhere? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. Cause I, they were on HBO. I, they still I, might be. The... the my plan of trying to build Samantha up to watching The Exorcist is not going very well. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Scream will be soft enough. What have you watched so far as a lead in? We did Big Trouble in Little China because I thought that that to me I was like, okay, it's like mostly an action movie. It kind of descends yeah. into weird sort of like body horror fun stuff, you know, and then. We were going to do Christine, and that's no longer streaming anywhere. And then, what was the other one on the list? Oh, Beetlejuice. And every time I've been like, let's watch, because I'm like, let's, like, I'm just trying to, like, come up with a way to build her into. And every time she's like, no, I don't want to watch that. So she's watching these, you know, dramas on Netflix based on books. That have really unlikable characters and like really over dramatic scenarios, and I'm like, "Come on, let's watch Unhinged a third time. It's fucking great." So, I think maybe just rip the bandaid off at this point and jump right just, into Exorcist. Like, nah, there's no way, no way. Start it up, and be like, dude. She made this. it about 15 minutes into Big Trouble before she was like on her phone and just like. And I'm like, he's doing John Wayne. Like, you got to understand. Like, he's doing John Wayne, right? And then, like, 30 minutes in, I'm like, big rig. yeah, I'm like, you got to understand. Like, he's a sidekick in this movie. He thinks he's a hero, but it's, like, inverted, all right? Like, look at those think, practical uh, effects. The movie's probably polarizing. Like, you're 15 minutes in, probably you probably fu- either love it or hate it. Yeah. So. I probably fucked up. I should have started with Beetlejuice, but maybe, maybe Scream will work because I'm sure she, you know. We're relatively the same age, so I'm sure she went and saw it with her friends on 
you know, she saw two or three in the theater. But I, I think like a lot of people talk about Scream 2 being the best, and I don't recall seeing it. It's kind of like the Halloween 2 where all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's a that's a really good cult status now. I'm like, hmm. really? I just I mean, know I the I, opening I of I watched them last year. the opening of the original Scream is so fucking good. So then in this trailer when they repeated it, I was like, come on. Yeah, I think what? I mean, I think one I didn't get the Scream trailer. That I think was one is one. one is the best, but two is like a as far as a sequel goes, it's entertaining. I mean, it's good. All right. It's better than you remember, I'll say that. And four I think I watched it for one of the challenges we did. Can't remember what it was, but one of the last challenges, and I thought it was it. It was pretty good. I mean, but Nev Campbell out there. still looks hot. Courtney Cox obviously had all that work done to keep herself at like a I six or a seven. Get, get rid of that David guys. Arquette, man, can't, can't kill that. Guy. Can't kill, holy shit! In the trailer, he just looked like it. He looked like a puppet, like somebody was moving his mouth for him. I felt bad for him. But, all right. That was the only other thing I had. I was going to ask you guys about any sort of trailer thing. But, fucking theaters, man. I cannot wait for the Alamo Draft House to open here in St. Louis. Like, I will pay the premium price for people to shut the fuck up. You have to start taking off work to go to the movies during the day. So everybody shuts up. But yeah, uh, let's take a pee, piss, pee pee break, uh, and then let's move on to rate my letterbox uh, with Halloween Kills from 2021, directed by David Gordon. Red? That's green. Green. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to uh, the two-day rental special bonus episode here with uh, Halloween Kills from 2021. Uh, If you come this far, we've already uh, spoiled the fuck out of this movie for you. And I think we're going to move on to our favorite part of every episode, which is Rate My Letterboxd. Um, Insert some cool music here that we have I saw Evanescence uh, album on vinyl did you buy it? one of you almost got it for Christmas were were you like how how many of these do you have in stock? (laughs) I was looking at the playlist today and I was like Oh, uh, there's no evanescence on here yet. <laughs> Fill up the backseat of my car with them. the whole, the whole point was to put good good songs on the playlist. I was oh. thinking it might be cool to make. Is that what you thought? Oh, <laughs> that wasn't my approach. So. Oh shit! I put a Bruce Willis song on the playlist. Yeah, so. it's a good song. Respect yourself is a good tune, man. I did come across the Macho Man rapping. Hey, <laughs> he's. Taking pot shots at Hulk and that if, one. So. If, if I could have found uh, The Body on Spotify, it would have ended up there. That's why I texted you guys that video. I mean, do you disagree with Macho Man's stance of uh, taking down a known 
hey. adulterous or adulterer. Whatever, whatever you want to put on the playlist, it will get played. I put some real stuff on there too. Mm-hmm. There's some John Prine in there. It's like six mm-hmm. John Prine songs. I put two on. Oh. I don't know if some. I don't think I put. I will on tell it. you if you just go when you're on the playlist and then you hit the little dots and you, you go to the radio. No, you go to the radio based off the playlist. I was like, this is like they helped you guys helped my algorithm. It's like the best shit. I straight up was fucking hitting the. I was crushing the legs the other day, and I think Jungle Boogie popped up while I was doing <laughs> hamstring curls, and then I got to the extensions. So I'm doing absolute failure, you know, 25 reps per set, and fucking Disco Inferno pops up. I had a fucking big ass smile on my face. I couldn't walk out of the gym in a straight line, but goddamn, I was booking the Disco Inferno. So that's definitely a good leg day workout. I think I hit shuffle on it the other day while driving around, and I'm like, like this works, yeah, man. dude. Until I got to doink the clown's theme song. <laughs> You get what you get, dude. We should, you know, we should figure out how to make this thing public. You know, there should well, be. We should make like a, a anybody a, a podcast specific playlist. Go ahead. I wish the doing. I, I wish I could have found like a like a forty. Well, just like a forty second version of it. You know, I just want it to be in and out. I think it's like three minutes, and I was even like, I probably shouldn't put this on the playlist. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, we got a playlist going. Check it out on Spotify, guys. Uh, just look up, just look up one of us, RS Dan thirteen. I'm on there. You'll see me if you want to follow us. Um. All right, dudes. I took hosting duties tonight, so I don't have to expose myself till last. Uh, I host so next week, so Kron, y'all fight. Kron, go first. All right. Uh, Bones two point five. Dan. 2.5 Dan 3 Kron 2 Not Correction Kron 1.5 I'm going Bones 2.0 I'm going Kron one. Uh, all right. So I gave David Gordon Green's Halloween, the first one, a two, which I think is a fair rating for that film. Uh, wasn't my cup of tea. I'm okay with, you know, people liking that one. Um, I think it's okay. It just wasn't for me. Uh, I think this is a far worse execution of what he's trying to do. Uh, like I've said, I don't think I need a bunch of backstory on the people of Haddonfield for a Halloween film. Definitely don't need to know how COVID has ravaged their lives. Um, I guess, I mean, maybe I could have gone... I, I couldn't go fully to a 1. I'm a 1.5 on this. Uh, 1, maybe if I was being like completely subjective, but I guess in terms of this list, I've given a 1 only to Chainsaw Massacre and uh, 
nothing but trouble. So I couldn't quite go a one for this list, so I'm going to end at a 1.5. Which, by the way, are the two worst movies we've ever did, but the two most discussed movies we've ever talked about. Well, it... so it's all good. I shouldn't even. I'm just going to say, if you cut your hand off on a chainsaw accident, <laughs> odds are you're going to have that conversation and explain that story quite a bit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. sometimes the shit that happens to you, you bring up quite a bit, fellas. Um, Like we said at the top of the show, I really, I really liked the 2018 of this. I going into it, I was, I was a skeptic. I was like, "What the hell?" But it interests me that these guys that normally do comedy, who bonded over the 78 film, the balls of saying like, "Hey, there's already four fucking timelines. Why don't we take a crack at, you know, creating our own?" I've watched it several times. I gave that that guy a 3.5. There was no way I was going to give this of equal footing. Um, some, some real problems with this, but the stuff that we talked about, the things when this movie really excels, I think it does really well, man. I, the, the little John, the big John sequence, the winos, a lot of the violence is fucking hardcore. I like that they got the balls to fuck up their main characters. We didn't really talk about the actual ending ending of the movie about what happens to a particular character. Um, still a lot to enjoy here, even though I got some problems with it. I got, I think I'm going to go three. Just way too high. <laughs> That's Bones' opinion. Let him have it. He can have it. Um, to echo Bones, I gave the 2018 version of Halloween a 3.5 as well on a rewatch. I think I had it at a three when I first saw the movie in theaters. Uh, enjoyed that one. Uh, we got a user rating right now of a 2.8 going for Halloween Kills right now. So, uh, I... As we discussed earlier, I do believe there is a good film here. I just think the execution and maybe the pacing is a little jacked up. Uh, A brutal fucking Michael Myers. Just straight up killer. But that's what I'd like, right? You know, that's what you go to Halloween for. Um, Execution-wise, acting-wise, you know... I thought it looked good. Uh, soundtrack is fucking great. Check that out. Uh, I'm going with the 2.0, guys. Uh, I just... I didn't need the mob. I, 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 I agree with both of you gentlemen. I agree with a lot of what the Kron says, and I agree a lot of what Bone says. But it's kind of where I landed. And I, I might watch it again. It might jump up to a 2.5. I mean... But like I said, I think there is a decent movie there. I just think... You need to go raising Kane and just kind of shift it around a little. You know what I mean? Uh, which you you want to talk about rating first or ranking there, and then I'll give you the uh, rate my letterbox scores, Kron. 
Yeah, sure. Uh, Halloween Kills uh, would have a rating from us of 2.17. It would be number 29 out of 37 on our list. Wow. Uh, It would be right below Deep Rising and right above MXP. Wow. Harsh. And I love Deep Rising and MXP. Uh, As do I. Guys, we, uh, we, we all fucked each other here. Uh, I felt like we, we all sort of telegraphed. I think if you were to listen to this, maybe the listener could be like, yeah, obviously Kron was a 1.5 and Dan was a 2.5. Like, um, Dan, you finished this score with a 0.5. And Kron, you and I only got a 1. And that was me getting you dead on and totally missing Dan. Um, Kron probably finished the best. He got the closest to each of us. I could have seen you guys going two or three, so I shoot for the middle and see what happens. Going in, I would say last night I was probably a 2.5, and I was trying my best to sort of forgive the movie or at least ignore the audience of the movie. And then, again, asking myself, like, does it succeed in what it's trying to do? I think they were trying to, like, continue the story and, and add the community. I I think the, the fact that they're probably split it up to expand it into a trilogy is hurting it. I mean, it's my problem with Empire Strikes Back. Like Empire Strikes Back is good. It's a good movie, but it is an episode. Mm. This is an episode in the Netflix Halloween series. This is not a movie. But there are certain things in it that are really fucking effective. Like it is there are fucking terrifying parts. And like Dan, like you said, like you want to see Michael Myers just fuck people up. And you want those moments of like the excitement when you think that they've got Michael Myers. You know, when the when Allison baits him to finally come down the stairs, you know, you as the viewer are like, he's going to fuck with that dude's head on the way down the stairs. Like, you want to see him fuck with that dude's head. And what's he do? He fucking twists his neck, comes downstairs, and then you get that excitement of her yelling, like, do it. Because the whole time, I don't know about you guys, you're like, you see the American Gothic thing on the John's porch, and you're like, well, Mike Myers is going to use that fucking pitchfork. That yeah. In? And the fact that they switch it and it turns out to be Karen who uses on him, like this is fucking great. So, if, if if you fuck up a few things and you can crescendo at the top when you need to, like I'm gonna support you. But I fucking gave Ice Road three. So, Dan, I will say I was super close to just giving this a one. I mean, that's that's probably closer to how I actually feel. But I, at the end of the day, I just had to say, is this as bad as? next generation and nothing but trouble and i thought it was just that much better than those two films who knows maybe these maybe these hot takes are what uh you know people are looking for guys who got the balls but or people are gonna go what the fuck i don't know it's like i said it's sitting at a 2.8 on Letterboxd right yeah, now. Yeah, it's pretty so. conflicting. I, it's a big... Uh, the fact... That, listen, 
I Jamie Lee Curtis is in Halloween 3 almost as much as she's in this Halloween movie. Yeah. Like, she pops up on the TV in Halloween 3. Like, don't get me wrong. I fucking hate that. But the other things that, that it delivers, it fucking delivers. So... Like I said, I might come to a rewind and say, ah, I need to drop it a, a 0.5, but. That's what I said. I'm like, I'll do a rewatch when it streams and you never know. Well, maybe Kron will share his Peacock premium with us. You guys want Peacock? But it, it's still with ads. I think the only thing that you can watch on there that you can't watch right now might be Halloween Kills, so. <laughs> I'll probably cancel it at the end of the month. So if you want to rewatch it, let me know and I'll give you the login. Well, let's let's not take forever. Because people got a two and a half hour episode of Unhinged to also listen to this weekend. Uh, go Definitely go see Halloween Kills in the theater if you can. Nope. Um <laughs> But definitely catch Unhinged on Amazon Prime. Yes, in the comfort do. of your own couch. Yeah. Do watch Unhinged. Something we all agreed on. Watch it twice and skip Halloween Kills. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was Halloween Kills 2021, directed by David Gordon Green. Um, I mean, this podcast has to die tonight sometime, so now's that time. Uh, follow us on uh, Instagram. Follow us on Letterboxd. Uh, give us a review for the show. Uh, we got more things coming up here in the future that we're planning. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. And uh, crash and burn. Buddy's forever. Crash and burn. <laughs>